Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. And a big thank you, especially to those of you who are tuning in live. With me, I have my producer, Liam. Hi, everybody. And I am Lauren Chen, if you haven't seen me before. Um, so this show, we have so much to talk about. I, w I almost wanted to say thank you for tuning in again or welcome back to the show. But this right. is the first time we're doing pseudo-intellectual. So and I can't live. say that. Yeah. Right. I have just so many emotions right now. Um, but we've got a great show for these guys. A uh, little bit about what's going to be coming up. We're going to talk about the new show, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got the bribing scandal with the colleges. Yes. Tons of fun. Um, we have... The uh, congresswoman's tweet. Yes, yeah. exactly. The abortion thing. Um, mm -hmm. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you were probably wondering what I was talking about when I mentioned uh, the idea of discussing regulating men's sex lives. Well... You're going to find out. And uh, we're going to close it off with Tucker Carlson's uh, whole drama going on. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, just so, for those of you who don't know already, I'm a huge Tucker Tucker fan. So uh, that's going to be good. Um, so to start off with, let's talk a little bit about the show, the new direction that the channel is going in. A lot of people probably found our videos watching Uncensored, which was the first show I've ever developed. We worked on that together, launching yeah. it. It was a lot of fun over a year's worth of episodes, but all good things must come to an end. 166. Yeah, that's who I remember several of them. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, but now we have Pseudo Intellectual and we've been talking about doing a long form podcast for feels like what? Month, uh, like a long time. A yeah, a long time. We're both excited about the podcast medium as a whole. Yeah. You know, I, I think that a lot of people are pretty interested in, in the podcast as it stands right now because mm -hmm. it's longer form conversation. As much as you like Tucker Carlson, you know, um, it just allows for a greater exposition of ideas, you know, yeah. more honest conversation. And it's more, more free-flowing, which, yeah. which is nice. And I feel like when it comes to something like a podcast, people do get to see a little bit more of your personality. Because it's not scripted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some people, if you don't like my personality or yours, they might not like that. Hopefully people do, though. So with this show, Pseudo Intellectual, um, the reason why we're not continuing with Uncensored is if you haven't seen the video that was last posted on the YouTube channel is that we are taking things in a different direction entirely with the channel. Um, we're no longer on Patreon is the first thing. We've yes. abandoned that. Um, now, if you want to support the channel, support the videos, support the work, everyone who works on these videos, it's not just us two, a whole bunch no. of other people. I mean, right now we've got someone working away on the switcher who, who we appreciate a lot. But yeah, I mean, obviously that takes resources and we are happy to partner with Blaze TV on this. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to randomly cut us off because we say something they don't like on someone's youtube whatever the thing is that sargon got booted for um right. but yeah and what's also exciting about this new i guess arrangement that we're going to be having is that instead of only one out of every three episodes that we make because some people may not know this but we actually we do three videos a week yeah it's, it's a lot of a it's a lot of content yeah i mean Sometimes like there are weeks where I'm just like, I don't know if I have anything else to say. I feel like I've given all of my opinions, but yeah, <laughs> only in the... Got to stir up some Twitter right. drama on our yeah, own, I, you know? I just like something to talk about, but yeah. I feel like some people didn't know we were actually doing three because only one of them got posted on YouTube. Yeah, no, absolutely. But going forward, all three are going to be out here for everyone to see. So if you, if you like that, you like the concept, you like the, I don't know, the, the, the ideas we're bringing forward, um, then you go subscribe to Blaze TV. You can use the code Lauren20, which when is that good until? That's good until midnight tonight. Yeah. So you get $20 so. off with that code Lauren20, mm -hmm. but you got to act fast. Um, and then aside from that, uh, we would really appreciate if you like, comment, share, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and to be clear, the way that, that we replace Patreon now is with a Blaze subscription. Right. So if you want to 
uh, help support uh, Lauren directly, that would be now the way to do it would be through subscribing to Blaze TV, which also grants you access to, of course, a lot a, of other a shows, mul- a multitude of other shows, great shows, Lotter with Crowder. Um, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, that's yeah. correct. Uh, um, Andrew Bella Keaton yeah. is uh, someone I was just on with. So you got a lot of other great shows in addition mm. to helping support us. Um, so yeah, and also something that I want to mention about this show because we are utilizing the YouTube live streaming, um, I guess, abilities. Once a week, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern is going to be like our little time slot. Um, we're going to try to make this as interactive as possible. So we yeah. are going to be taking um, chat questions. We're going to be using the Super Chat See, it's it's a balance, though, between wanting to get as many questions in as possible, but also keep the show rolling. So what mm. we're going to do is that we're going to be reading a couple of questions after every segment that we do. Um, $10 or over. I know, like, dirty money grubbers, but we got to keep it moving, and that's otherwise there'd be too many. Yeah. Um, but if you want to ask a question and your question doesn't get read during the show, then don't worry. We are having, what are we having, Liam, after? Oh, we're having an after party, as Lauren would like to call it. Yes, um, we are having an after party. The show is going to end at 9, but uh, if you want to ask us some questions or we didn't get to your question th- during the show, stick around on this stream uh, because we're going to be doing a little bit of a Q&A so we can, I guess, get more of that engagement. Yeah, a general Q&A. Mm-hmm. Now, um, just for the Super Chats, though, of course, if you want us to actually read your questions, please don't keep put any profanities in there. Yeah, we... we you know. <laughs> We, the we maintain reasonable. the rights to not read something if if uh yeah of course yeah this you is know how it is the internet yeah um all right but i guess moving right into it let's get into the whole college bribery scandal okay so i guess i don't know if many of you guys have heard but um what has happened recently is there's been a huge um, national investigation regarding uh, a scandal with the college admissions in which you had an organizer a test taker, and a multitude of coaches involved that would basically really rich people would get to uh, pay direct money for people to take tests for their children's SATs in mm-hmm. order to get them into these schools. Um, they would So there was wide-scale bribery of um, admissions, um, bureaucrats. Like administrators yeah, administrators and things like that. The whole nine yards. So there's corruption just throughout, and there's a huge outcry because this is literally, you are buying your position into Ivy Yeah, and I think what's been, I was kind of following along on this when the story broke. I think there are around 50 people right now that are, like, they're kind of going after. A lot of them are mm. politicians, or not, I don't want to say that, but, like, people in power. Um, those who are affluent, you know, actresses yeah. and things like that. I think Felicity Huffman, Hoffman? I've seen some throwbacks even to Bush, like, yeah. like back in the day. Yeah, so it's just, like, pretty much anyone with, it seems like money is the unifying factor yeah. among all of them. And um, my first thought on this was, I, I just kind of saw the headline that people were being, um, you know, law enforcement was looking into people who were cheating college admissions. My first thought was, is that illegal? Because, I mean, the, the story goes into it. They ended up committing things like mail fraud, I think, uh, like a impersonation, right. things like that. But it's like on the surface, I wouldn't have thought that it would be that serious a thing. But we're also, mm. like, the scale that this was they going on. They also have now allegations of, like, conspiracy to do um, money laundering. Right, and, yeah. And a lot of other major crimes, actually. Because I think they also but ended up claiming the money was going to charity. They did. Yeah, yeah. so it's actually... It, at, at first glance, I was like, so someone cheated on the SATs. Like, is this uh, as big a deal? Of, not that cheating is okay. But of course. It, it actually... Um, it is a pretty big deal. Uh, as As someone who wants kids, I just can't imagine... If I, if I had to pay, what is it, tens of thousands of dollars, if not more? I think the maximum I heard someone pay, uh, according to one of these articles, was that it was six point five million for Man. for the most, and that's like, uh, 
Yeah, that guy had to have some pretty good grades to have to pay six and a half million. I would, I would be so mad at my kid. Like if, <laughs> if my kid not only doesn't get into college, but I have to bribe someone to the tune of $6.5 million just to get them into college. Because I feel like if they're like an okay student, but just not that great, you could mm -hmm. probably get away with bribing them a little bit less to get them in. Yeah, definitely. I would right. think so. I mean, the, there is going to be a bottom line, obviously, because you're still getting someone to take the SAT for you. But right. yeah, there's, there's like when, when the guy was like, looked at the guy's kid and he was like, all right, I need... <laughs> $6.5 million to do this. Because there's there's no way anyone else is going to buy that this kid got in on yeah, his own merit. He's got the IQ um, of a yeah. potato or something like I'm, that. I'm you putting know? myself on the line here, but just, but. man, like, I, and that's the thing. I under, like, I've been trying to see things from the people's perspective of who did this, right? Because right. obviously what mm -hmm. they did was wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, part of me does understand, like, hey, you're a parent. You want what's best for your kid. You're going to use whatever resources you can to just get it done. I, I kind of understand that motivation, but it's like... It's a really this, tough question. Yeah. At the same time, where was that strong motivation in preparing them to get into college by their own merits? Right. I mean, we're talking lives? about like a meritocracy, right? So right. you want people to get in ex by exactly what they have done in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. That's the way you want a meritocracy to work. But there's also the kind of question of like, well, what's the point of society in, in terms of like, what's the foundational block of a society? Is it... Is it an individual or the family? Is it, I mean, a radical leftist would say, is it like, you know, uh, groups, like, like larger groups of people? Um, and I think if you, if you argue that the founding block of society is a family, yeah. then it's really hard to argue against nepotism. Right, because right? we should be. It yeah. only makes sense that if, you, if someone makes a lot of money, that they would invest in their children to make money. Now, I'm not saying that that is right in this case, but it is. But I understand the impulses. Yes. I mean, if you if you do have all these resources at your disposal and, uh, you know, your kid's been dropping the ball a little bit, obviously the, the first instinct should probably have been to prepare them better so that they yeah. get, on, get in on their own merits. But if they don't, I can, un I can understand the urge. I don't agree with it, don't support it, but I at the very least understand it. And right. I think... Since this whole thing has kind of come about, a lot of people have been trying to bring the idea of affirmative action into the fray. Yeah. Well, first, let's let's just mention also that they are by doing this, they are taking rightful students' admissions technically. Right. Yes. Except that sometimes the way that university admissions work is not really meritocratic as it stands anyway, already. Right. Because they have things like affirmative action. So we've seen a lot of tweets come up from a multitude of people. There's a whole Twitter moment about it um, that try to equate this situation to like. I mean, they're using the, 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 the example of this to justify affirmative action, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? It's okay. So here's the thing. When it comes to affirmative action and when we're talking about this from like a college perspective, I, I, it, it's pretty much like a racial thing, right? Yeah. Affirmative action. Yeah. Right. Um, because I, you know, I, you, you've heard you hear things about like things like gender and stuff, but I, I think a lot of it is ma mainly race. Um, I, I think some people are trying to make it seem like all white people are just buying their way into school. Yeah, definitely. That is not what happened. Um, I don't know about you guys, but the white people that I know don't have six point five million dollars to blow on getting their kid into college. Maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong white people, which mm -hmm. actually kind of sounds like I am. <laughs> I want to be with those people, but no, it's just. It's too bad. And actually, the left right now talks a lot about things like racial oppression and racial injustices. I think one of the 
like actual privileges that we are born with is the idea of class privilege. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, so if anything, these people, it's it's total class privilege that they're exhibiting. Yeah. And while I don't think that it's should you, you should just get extra brownie points on your SATs for being black, I think mm-hmm. I think it would be fair in college admissions if we're taking sort of a holistic approach to, okay, like look at the grades, extracurricular extracurricular activities maybe something like interviews but also look if you tell me that you managed to get straight a's across the board while uh you know working a a part-time job because you have to help support your family Mm -hmm. i do think that that should count for a little bit more than maybe the person who didn't have to do that right i mean yeah it all comes down to i think a, a basic question of like are we all the same? To which I think the answer is no. You can't really replace any human being with another human being. We have a lot of other different characteristics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so based on that, like, because you do have the problem of people having money. Um, but Is that a problem? And, uh, well, Sounds sorry. a little communist to me, Liam. Well, what I mean by that is that when we say we have class privilege, right? It's there's like the chicken and the egg. In some cases, it is the chicken. In some cases, it's the egg. But sometimes there are people that are exceptional mm-hmm. and they make a lot of money because yeah. they're exceptional. And, then and therefore, like, is that really a privilege, the fact that they have accumulated wealth? Not, or that are their, children, are their children successful because they have inherited successful traits, or are they successful because they have access to money? Yeah. And it's really hard to find, like, it's, it's not really possible to yeah, find out for sure. There's definitely both at play. I think. Right. Because, I mean, I think there is something to be said for, hey, you know, if a kid has been busting his butt, working throughout high school just to be able to, you know, feed himself, maybe his family. And he didn't, he wasn't able to afford things like part-time tutors or SAT yes. prep. You know, part, part of me does like say, maybe, maybe this does should count for something. You know, on the other side of that though, is it fair to penalize a student who did get the good grades, but maybe just, you know, was comfortable? Yeah. It, it's a really tough question. Um, I feel like it's the middle that really gets hurt here. Yeah, exactly. You know, who are really just like do. average. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you, you aren't an oppressed enough to claim those kind of sympathy points you're, you're not, not rich enough to yes. buy a, a building for right <laughs> i really do feel like it's the, the like like such a huge problem that's happened yeah. in america is just the middle america and not geographically and but also in terms of economic status that's yeah. really just having the, the brunt of the stick um and something that i think is sort of deliciously ironic about this being a college scandal is that for a community the academic community the college communities whatever that tend to be so progressive mm. They are very, very um, just awful in general, right? I mean, if we, they're they're the yes. ones who they enforce. They they may claim they hate border security. Guess what? They love strict admissions policies, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they decide who gets in and who doesn't get in. Um, additionally, corruption, as we're seeing, right? And it just and this isn't the first time where um, this is probably one of the biggest instances, at least in recent history, where something like this has happened. But mm-hmm. I mean, there have been money laundering and corruption embezzlement scandals at universities before, especially when you get to the really big ones where there's so much money flowing through it. Um, and, and, you know, kind of finally, colleges love to, at least administrators and professors, what I've seen, stand up for the idea that, oh, you know, free college for all, we're charging the students too much. They could just charge the students less. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like when, when we're talking about things like, um, I don't know, high interest rates, we love to demonize the bankers, which is like, fair enough. I'm not going to be defending any bankers. But it seems like when it comes to college admissions, we just like progressives complain about the college prices, yet they are, are propping up academia and these institutions like they, yeah. they, they don't really blame them. The, for the, the only costs. solution that they really give is to increase government spending. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think I think has only exacerbated the problem. Uh, oh, yeah. Many times sure. over. I think that's and that's pretty empirical at this point where it's. 
if anybody can get a loan, which also is tragically unforgivable, right? Like if you declare yeah. bankruptcy, that's that's like a really, really kind of nefarious. So it's like thing, you you, you can't me. get out of it. And like here's the thing: like I'm not for the people who have tons of debt now mm-hmm. and are therefore trying to lobby for something like just free university for everybody rather taxpayer payer funded it's more like it but um and just entire complete student loan debt forgiveness Mm. that that i can't get in on board with but at the same time right now student loans are being treated differently from other debt which i think is also not fair right because i mean you're able to declare bankruptcy for like other types of... You can put yourself in the hole for life too. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's really, it really could be tragic. And and I don't, I don't think you're allowed to, um, I I know for like things like credit cards and stuff, uh, you know, if it goes to collection, you can kind of bargain with them. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to try to get as much money from you as they think is possible and they're willing to make deals. But I I don't even think you can do that for things like student loans. So it's like, like, so that I do think is unfair. It shouldn't be a special type of of debt. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see what's going to happen to these people. I don't think anyone's Mm going to be doing jail time for this um i i think that the people that are really? orchestrating the scandal will yes absolutely i don't know and i know that some people have been charged officially yes yeah. but none of um, the celebrities i i, I can't imagine uh, that actress who was on desperate housewives going to jail uh one of them just just had to post bail of i think uh, five hundred thousand dollars but i'm not sure what the allegations are in that case so i won't yeah. speak to it um but i think that yeah there is there is uh some laws that were broken and i'm sure that in a lot of cases you know, we're breaking laws pretty often. And when they want to get you, they're just going to find a law that you broke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. You want to go and read some of the tweets about the... About the um, yeah, sure. From the progressives. So, here you go. I want the people who are up in arms about affirmative action and college admittance to keep that same energy for rich people who pay their kids into Ivy League schools. These are the people who are actually stealing your kid's spot. Now, I actually don't disagree with that at all, yeah. frankly. But I mean, like, there like, could be several several wrong admittance policies, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. It should be, like, you should be consistent. You should be logically consistent. Yeah, you get in on yourself. If you don't like action, yeah. you probably shouldn't like this nepotism stuff. Yeah, so, and it's, it's not even, like, necessarily, like, nepotism, because nepotism... Bribery, yeah, yeah, it's just bribery. Yeah. If it were, you know, administrators getting their own kids in, that'd be one thing, but this is just, like, literally someone's, hey, take my kid. Yes. Yeah, and, and as bad as this is, and I'm not going to minimize this, um affirmative action is way more widespread right i mean they got 50 people in this i don't know if it was a sting operation whatever and that's a lot but Mm -hmm. affirmative action is nationwide so perspective um here's one from prof b this admission scandal is why students especially black and latinx um, (laughs) because that's a real word um who earn their place at ivy's with tears and sacrifice uh, should ignore people who say they are there because of affirmative action the truth is, many of the students and parents are saying this are the culprits. That's uh, yeah, but that's, that's another yeah. thing. Like how this is awful. I I condemn these the people who are actually you know doing illegal things to get their kids into school. But it's it's not it's not every way. Like how this doesn't. The reason why this is making headlines is because it's such a rare thing yes. uh, to happen. But let's uh. But they'll they'll portray it as systemic and and justify greater affirmative yeah, action movements more. as a result. No white of that. students allowed at universities now, actually. And then and then yeah, then and then Asians are next, right? As we already know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's just there's like a very clear agenda there. They're really they're really on top of this one, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to uh, some of you guys' comments. And uh, Mythicist Milwaukee, love those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, say congrats on the new show, guys. Great to see Liam on screen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Albert Natta says, hey, Lauren, please watch my monologue about female-on-male sexual harassment that occurred on the set of North Country. Uh, I think you'll find it interesting. That's 
again by Albert Natta. Um, actually, female on male sexual harassment is interesting. I know we had the Johnny Depp thing happen. Yeah. This week we were going to talk about that, but we decided to not to. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been a lot of juicy things happening, but mm. like when it comes to things like sexual harassment, I really don't like to play the game of oh, who's really the real harassers? Who's harassing who more? Yeah, um, it's not like some kind of competition. Yeah, like who wins? Like, yeah, yeah. Who, who, which gender is the the right. gender of sexual harassers? Um, yes. Why, why are we like categorizing like genders by who harasses more and not like just harassers? As, like, the, yeah, the, exactly. The problem, and then like the rest of us. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't really like to get get into that kind of uh, that kind of. I feel like it just pits the genders against each other more. But at the same time. I feel like now it's almost like we can't talk about the male victims of sexual harassment or the female yeah. perpetrators without making it a gender issue. So it's like, I, I would like us to be able to just, it when seems... there's a victim, talk about them. And when there's a harasser, talking about about them as well and not always make this into a men versus women thing. Right. And I mean, you had Terry Crews come out and you took a lot of slack for that, right? Um, and it seemed like the only reason why it was accepted to me, at least, is because it was sexual um harassment by a male on him. right so like it's you, male for on the, male for the female on male it's like it's just like females can't they're just not responsible for it like they can never it's yeah. even when you have like underage 13 year old boys uh, or whatever it might be um well it's uh, i don't know if you saw that but um infowars there was an i think it was an infowars reporter at i want to say the women's march or some something like that it was this big protest and um i think trump came up or sexual harassment whatever Mm -hmm. and this woman on camera went up and grabbed uh the the gentleman's um a private area because justice because justice and um people laughed applauded and he was like you sexually harassed me she was like yeah i guess i did what are you going to do about it um No, she was actually like that. Funny thing is, she actually did get arrested later, a couple yeah, days later, good. after the clip kind of went viral online. But no, that's that is unfortunately the mentality a lot of people have that it you can't victimize a male sexually um, because mm-hmm. maybe it's because they think a they have systemic power. Maybe they think it's because men always want sex, therefore they can't be raped. I don't know what whatever kind of reasoning right. they're trying to create. But uh, no, it is too bad. Uh, Matthew Hammond, thank you very much, says Tucker Carlson is constrained on Fox because he has to compress a conversation into five minutes. Are you going right. to enable Streamlabs so YouTube does not take 30%? Um, I think we're probably just going to stick to YouTube right now. For the, like, this is a huge operation right now that we're just starting up. It's been a lot of fun this week getting it ready. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Oh, gosh, I've been so, like preoccupied with trying like getting everything ready um that i almost <clears throat> didn't have time to be nervous because yeah. it's like it's been non-stop yeah since we well, since it's ever. like yeah no, since I ever. Mean, for, for a few weeks now it's been pretty crazy yeah so. um so and by the way um with that being said if anything happens on this stream technical difficulties wise uh we appreciate your understanding mm-hmm. and now i've i've just gone and jinxed us i'm sorry um, the Price is Right review says, greetings, Lauren. Always a pleasure seeing your content. My question for you is, who do you consider to be your political mentors as a conservative? Mine is Mark Levin, Dinesh D'Souza, Larry Elder, and Ben Shapiro. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, definitely Ben Shapiro. He's one of the first, I wouldn't call him a YouTuber, kind of like online commentary people that I started following. Um, and actually, I've talked about him before. I don't know if you guys know how the world works. He was like one of the OG political YouTubers and he doesn't make videos mm. anymore, but I follow him on Twitter now. And he's just, he was the best. And he's the one who kind of, I think, I mean, I've always been interested in politics 
but he's the one who kind of got me more into the commentary aspect of it. The fact that anybody can make a video and talk about these ideas. Um, you know, you don't need to be this established filmmaker or journalist to do this, this kind of stuff. For better or worse, mm -hmm. I guess. But in my case, I, I would hope you guys think it's for better. <laughs> How about you? Um, for me, that's tough. I didn't start with Ben Shapiro. And in fact, most of my life, I was one of those guys that was like, eh, politics. Like, you know, I just, I, it, it is pretty tiresome for a lot of people. And that, that's, uh, so that's, that's how I approach it. I would say that I was, I was a late bloomer and probably when Jordan Peterson started coming into the news because I'm, I'm Canadian, right? So it was the Canadian stuff that I find most important to me, believe it or not. Um, so Jordan Peterson was big in that domain. And I'd also say that Maxim Bernier was pretty, was pretty huge for me. Yeah. Was, I, I love him. He's my favorite right now. Yeah. Maxime Bernier, like, I mean, obviously I can't consider him a political mentor because I haven't known about him for that that long, but he's the only Canadian politician right now that I am excited about. He's the only one where I'm like, this is the right direction. Like, yes, finally. And I hope other people feel like feel like that too about him mm -hmm. because... Bad man, party name though. Yeah, the People's Party of... Yeah, that... It's a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would not have gone with that. Um, but all right, uh, let's keep going. Abortion. Um, so the abortion issue has just been on everybody's minds lips screens lately um and it's gotten pretty heated pretty much the the biggest news stories lately have been surrounding late-term abortion yes um you know actually even in some cases post-birth abortion also uh, known as murder or infanticide yes. yeah yeah um and that's the thing like i think there's there's good people who are pro-choice and we can have that debate conversation and it's nuanced right. like where where does mm -hmm. life begin when does someone get rights and i think like you know we go back and forth on that. I don't have a problem with that. But it's when it comes to the whole... Yeah, and there are the people that kill babies. Yeah. yeah, like that's just... Okay, <laughs> and they're different. That's, yeah. that's, that's murder. And I, and I wouldn't necessarily you know, even qualify them as just pro-choice. They are pro-abortion by, by uh, all accounts. But anyway, um, I think recently, this is in the Georgia state legislature. They've mm. been trying to get a ban on abortions after, I think it's around seven weeks or six, six up, weeks. up to six weeks. Six yeah. Weeks. Once you can detect the heartbeat in the right. child, it, it has rights at that point. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, getting more like among pro-life states, that's kind of been the standard that they've been trying to enforce. So it's like, okay, the, the heartbeat. Um, the, the issue that pro-choice advocates have with that is that it is is like especially compared to most states currently very very early because i think a lot of states now it's like up to 20 24 weeks like pretty much you're good mm -hmm. in the first trimester but this is like um a lot of women don't know they're pregnant by now is one of the arguments right right exactly right. so it's like six weeks um but you should be getting your period every four weeks ladies i don't know just keep keep track if you are sexually mm -hmm. active but anyway um i think to prove to prove a point or to try and say something we have a a member of the state house, I think, one of the state legislators, uh, who sent out this lovely tweet. If you want to Darshan Kendrick. Yeah. You got that? Okay. So, good morning. Introducing my testicular Bill of Rights legislative package. No pun intended. <laughs> um, do you want some regulations of bodies and choice? Done. Okay. So, here is what she is proposing. We're going to go by it point by point. She has five points. So the first one is require men to obtain permission from their sex partner before they are able to obtain a prescription for Viagra or any erectile dysfunction medication. Okay. Seattle's so, just got put in the dumpster. Yeah. So you could like here she's trying to, you know, make the point like, oh, you wouldn't like it if we told men what to do with their bodies. Right. Nobody's no like 
the, the parallels she's trying to draw don't exist. Yeah, that's a total false that's, equivalency. Yeah, that's a false equivalency. Yeah. Who is trying to get... I mean, I, I don't know really the, what the, the female equivalency of that... Um, there is none. I don't think there is. Yeah, yeah, but like, no one's trying to stop women from having sex. That's, that's not what the whole... I mean... If you're worried about unplanned pregnancies, like maybe you want to think about the connection between sex and pregnancy a little bit, but no one's trying to say like, "Hey, you can't." So, I, does does she not understand? Is she, is she trying? Yeah, to there's no, provocative? there's nothing like that. You don't need permission to obtain the pill or something like that. Sorry, the yeah, like a um, just to get on any sort of medication. Yeah, I mean, really? like you need you need a prescription, but you don't need doctor, to ask yeah. your boyfriend. No. Or you know whoever, yeah. I'm, can I have this? And chastity belts are out of style right now too, so I I don't see yeah, that I as don't, a valid argument. Myself. I don't know where that's coming from. Okay, so the next one is ban vasectomy procedures in Georgia, which is the state in question, of course, um, both in part or whole. Um, hopefully, you get a whole vasectomy. Um, <laughs> no, just a little bit. I still want to be able to get her pregnant, <laughs> I want, but this, I want it to be more of a surprise. This side is my better side. Yeah, you know, um, the good ones will come out of this one. Yeah. Um, so ban the vasectomies in Georgia, both in part or whole with the name punitive measures for performing the procedure that are listed in H H4B uh, 481. That is the, the, the heartbeat until yeah. six weeks. Um, of, so here's the thing. Bill. There actually is a female equivalency to a vasectomy and it yes. is a hysterectomy. Yes. Not an abortion. Women can get hysterectomies. Yes. Uh, that is, that is legal. You are allowed to do that. I have heard, and like, I, I will bring this up. Um, I have heard that some doctors will n don't want to perform it for you if you are too young, you haven't had children, mm. or if uh, your husband doesn't know about it. Oh. I thought that it was just well, that would, that last one would be against, uh, I guess, an argument they could bring up. But I did think. But even then, like I don't, as far as I know, you guys can correct me if you're watching this. It's not like um, permission slip. Yeah, it, it's not an mm. actual law. I think it's doctor's discretion on that part. Right. Um, and I wonder. I feel like the hysterectomy thing is probably more detrimental to the health of the woman than the vasectomy, if I understand it, but I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure you can... Can you reverse a vasectomy? I think you Yeah, it depends. Can. I think it depends on the procedure. And okay. I think it's like a maybe, no matter what. Yeah. I think that's my understanding of it. Um, but we're, I guess we're both not speaking from authority here. Yeah. We're just kind but, of questioning things. Uh, but um, in, in yeah. any case, vasectomy, abortion, not the same thing. I'm not an expert, but I know enough yes. to know that. Yeah. Okay. So make it an aggravated assault crime for men to have sex without a condom. Um, okay, that's... I don't even know where that's coming from. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm trying to understand the mentality behind that. I think that it has to do with... Because he's risking impregnating her, that... It, it would... It, that, because you can't get an abortion past this point, mm -hmm. he's kind of like looping her into he's forcing her into somehow into like this, pregnancy. this but yeah, that's the thing like taking care of someone for 18 years or whatever the argument would be i mean it takes two to tango when it comes to the, and like obviously rape unfortunately does happen but for the the vast majority of unplanned pregnancies mm. um you know there were two parties involved and like i agree it, it's not fair to only talk about the woman's perspective when we're talking about unplanned pregnancies. Oh, she should have known better. No, there was a guy that was there too right. who also should have been responsible. Um, mm. And it's not fair to put all the blame on the woman when there were two people involved. Uh, but aggravated assault for men to have sex without a condom, I don't even... Yeah. No, I definitely, I would definitely disagree with that because I think that women are allowed to consent. So <laughs> yes. that's, that's the way that's, that I that's would put that. That's very sexist of you to say. I know. 
I mean, I could also like if I went to if I were to go like full full Spurg mode, I could say, well, females can wear condoms too, lady. That's but true. That's, that's, that is true. That's listen. I'll never advocate for female condoms. No, but so. you, you, <laughs> <laughs> but you bring up a good point. Is that I mean, all of this language of the I think it's a testicular rights bill. Is that what you try to call it? Yeah. It's all done with the language, assuming that men have penises. And that women don't have penises. That's also, yeah, that is problematic it's in this. Very day problematic. Age, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, didn't you know that you could be born with a feminine penis? In fact, biologically female. Biologically female penis. penis yeah. Sorry. Um, so I feel like this sort of language, this you know, attempt to poke fun at the abortion debate, it's actually being really alienating to those women who do have, um, you know, biological penises. And what if they want a vasectomy? For their penises, it's unfair that they would be targeted like this. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so the next um, point out of her out of her tweet out of the five is require DNA testing when a woman is six weeks and one day to be performed before she's eight weeks to determine the father of the child who shall immediately start paying child support. Mm. Okay, so what's funny about this is that paternity testing for um, I guess like child support is actually something that a lot of men's rights activists support. Mm. Yes. And a lot of feminists, or not to say a lot, but it's, there are people who might identify as feminists who are not fans of that. Right. I, I do think actually that if you're going to be paying child support, you should have the right to ask for a DNA test. Um, but here's the thing, when it comes to abortion, you know, this thing specifically, um, a lot of people paint restricting abortions into forcing someone to become a parent, which I think is what, yes. you know, this thing is getting at. Adoption is always an option. Always, always, always an option. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And actually, I think, you know, I, I wrote a piece about this for Evie, um, all about abortion. A lot of people, I think, maybe don't realize that um, if you are pregnant and you want to pursue adoption, you want to give your, your child up for adoption, um, there are agencies that will not only, you know, take the child and cover your medical expenses, but you can also potentially have a living stipend to cover your rent while you're pregnant. Um, you know, you can apply. There are also scholarships that are offered to women who do choose to give their child up for adoption in right. case they want to be able to pursue mm. uh, their education. So it, it's always an option. If you're, if you're pro-life, we need to do a better job at supporting these women who do want to give their children up for adoption. We need to do a better job at reforming um, just how difficult it is to, to get a yeah. child for adoption. Because I understand at the same time, like you want to vet these people, make sure they're safe and going to be good parents. But in the meantime, kids are sitting in the foster care system. And yeah. I feel like those parents, you know, foster parents, a lot of them may be great, but there are some ones who I think definitely aren't too good. So overall, I think it should be easier, especially considering any Joe Blow off the street could be having a kid with yeah. no restrictions. And, and one thing on this note too, is I, I, we already talked about it in one of our episodes in the past, which may or may not have been on YouTube, but, um, not something about, we have to worry about anymore. That's Everything right. Everything's on YouTube. Um, is that, like abortion, whatever argument you want to make for abortion, you should never be using abortion as a contraceptive. Right. Right. That's not, like, that's not the way that it should ever be intended to use, even if you are pro-choice. Uh, pro right. And I think there are, there are people like that who um, support the right to choose either because, uh, you know, they see things from a utilitarian perspective or... Sorry, mm. because they don't believe that, uh, you know, fetus constitute lives. But it, in a lot of cases, they still acknowledge, A, that it's a serious decision, not something to mm. be celebrated, a last resort. And B, there definitely should be a cutoff, right? It's not like, oh, I'm due tomorrow, but I'm having second guesses. Out, yeah, I don't know if I want to go through with this. Yeah, so 
and it's too bad because things like this um i think they're really alienating those those more reasonable pro-choice people yeah i agree with that yeah okay so the next one now this just this is uh i mean first of all we also should preface this that i she's aware this congresswoman um mrs darshan that um this bill is not actually going to pass in fact i don't think it's even even if all everyone voted for it, it still wouldn't pass because it's too late within this season. Yeah, but, but I mean, still, she's still suggesting she, no, that these yeah, are thoughts she is, had that she put to paper. And she's a cron- congresswoman. And yeah. what I'm seeing here is this has uh, over 11,000 likes on Twitter also. Um, but the last point is that there should be a 24-hour waiting period for men to purchase any porn or sex toys in the state of Georgia. And now that one I find funny. But um, yeah, what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, again, I think she's she's trying to poke a joke like, oh, the 24 hour wait, because some states require their you to have a, a waiting period before uh, like maybe making an appointment for abortion mm. and the actual abortion itself, right. um, which I don't like considering it is that big of an issue. I mean, it's that big of a decision. I don't think it's the worst thing to maybe make sure that someone isn't being totally impulsive. I mean, they use the same kind of reasoning when it comes to buying guns in some states. Um, I think buying a gun is a much less big decision than the decision to get an abortion, even if you are pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, with this, the equivalency for men of, I guess, getting an abortion um, is, is not buying porn, because women yeah. can buy porn too, mm. and porn doesn't result in a baby. Yeah. And a lot of times it, Certainly for you, not. it does not, because... Yeah. I, well, I would wager, though, if this went into effect, that there aren't too many sober-minded men that are going around buying sex toys and stuff. So these these poor companies, they would just they would just go bankrupt pretty fast. At least no business in Georgia. You know? Yeah. But anyway, um, so what's interesting to me about this, and it's like we kind of opened this conversation with the, you know, the late-term abortion conversation this Mm. actually you know this wasn't done in response to late-term abortion this was done in response to one of the what would be one of the strictest um rules in the country so like this woman specifically i don't want to i mean i don't know if she would support you know things like uh virginia and new york have implemented but based on this legislation i feel like she does not understand the pro-life perspective and that to me is one of the most frustrating things but not only do you disagree with someone but you don't understand why they believe what they believe right yeah absolutely you're just straw manning the whole time exactly and then she's really framing it as like a man versus woman like like dichotomy where like the men are controlling the women and this is what we'll do to get back at them by yeah yeah literally grabbing them by the horns yeah (laughs) um but no but that that's exactly right which is really frustrating because a abortion is not a man versus woman issue i mean people always like to frame it as if it is but if you if you look at uh the percentages men are a little bit more likely to be pro-life but overall it's a pretty pretty even split between the genders Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely not fair and and it's the whole argument for um defending life like defending the the pro-life decision the pro-life stance is that you're not doing it to handcuff the woman. Right. Like that's, that's an unfortunate side effect, I think of, of that argument, but it's like, they're trying to defend the life of, of a baby. That's the way that, that, that's the way that that stance goes. Right. And like, 
what I find refreshing is that when people who are pro-choice actually do understand that, and then mm. maybe we can have a bit of a conversation about, okay, what exactly constitutes a life? Yes. Um, you know, if, if there are going to be restrictions, should it be at the, the heartbeat? Should it be later? Should it be when the fetus maybe is viable? Yeah, should it be um, when the zygote yeah. comes into being? Should it be should maybe, be... Uh, apparently, according to Virginia, maybe when it's up and talking, it can actually say, no, don't. Until maybe. it can form memories. I've yeah. actually read uh, biomedical ethics papers on that, that basically yeah. until, it, until it can form memories that it's, uh, it's not a yeah, human and that, you know what i actually a lot of the pro-choice arguments that i do here when you follow them to their logical conclusion they could be used to support infanticide because they yes. try to like oh well it's not it's not sentient it doesn't remember uh can't take care of itself um mm -hmm. which like if you've seen newborn babies they're not really any of those things either so at least people who come out and say with that yeah. it's wrong but they're being logically consistent because that is where that train of thought kind of leads yep, you to. Absolutely. So, I mean, when you have people like this who they're really just painting it as anyone who wants to stop abortions from happening is just because they want to control women's bodies. You are so missing. You're so missing the point. I don't know mm. if that like she just doesn't want to talk about it um, or she thinks it's an irrelevant point. Or she, she thinks it's more politically convenient to play, play it off as if it is a man versus woman thing. But I, I don't know. Mm. In any case, it is just, it's disappointing to see from someone who is actually in government. And that is widely supported, too, by a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Um, here, let's get a couple more of your comments in before we move on. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so um, Raman Zilla said in response to the college admission scandal, I'm honestly surprised that this scandal is news. I thought it was well known that dumb kids with parents with money will have an edge in admissions. That's okay. That's yeah. kind of how I was feeling at first mm. because I thought that was kind of like a running joke, like, oh, your parents bought your way into Harvard. Yes. But maybe there's like a more surreptitious, okay, paying someone to take the SATs for you, that's that kind of like, that's outright not okay. But I feel they would like- fly this one guy around, by the way. They'd fly him around the country. To, to go and take these tests and just bribe people at these places. Yeah. I feel like happen. this, okay, I'm not saying that this is a better way to cheat, but I feel like if you are going to cheat, the easiest way to do so in this position would just be to bribe the administrator directly. Just to write down whatever numbers or? No, just to let your kid in because they have mm. discretion. Right? I mean, like, it just seems yeah. like a very roundabout way bribing someone to take the SATs in mm. order to, like, maybe boost your grade so that they might take you. It'd just be easier. They also fabricated entire dossiers uh, for athletics for students. Oh, I saw that. So so there were, like, coaches that would attest, like, this person was the assistant captain of the ex-soccer yeah. team. She just got injured or whatever, and now she's eligible. Let's get her. And then, to me, I was wondering, as soon as I read that, I was like, okay, so what happens when she gets in? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's what's, like, what's the next step? I read step? that... Um, for one, one of these celebrities, her two daughters got in um, claiming that they were rowers and they got in the rowing team, even though they had never rowed in their lives. Hmm, yeah. Could you imagine if like I got in on the basketball team? Yeah. I mean, actually, I don't want to be sexist, but that would work probably a lot worse if you're a male and you're doing that. I don't think you're making the rowing team anytime soon. Yeah. If you're not a rower. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Like <laughs> the other kids would on the team would probably not be pleased with them. No. Um, Okay, Ramanzilla again. Thanks, man. Um, I work in healthcare, and my view on abortion actually changed after being part of his of this career. It's gruesome to see what happens. That being said, I can't vouch for it being illegal. I don't know though, and that's I mean, that I think is a position that a lot of pro-choice people do have, and we can have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like we can because I think where people's minds go is that all right? I don't want it to be 
illegal because then there's going to be more unwanted children who are in the system who are going to be bogged down mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, then there are going to be more women who are potentially doing at-home abortions and things like that. And I think, you know, it's reasonable to try and think about what those consequences might be when we're talking about um, restricting abortions. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, let's we can have that conversation. That's totally fine. But mm-hmm. there's a, a difference between someone like that who's struggling with a moral moral issue and someone who's like, all right, you know, up until the day of maybe even a little bit after the birth, which is fair game. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there there are people that are pro-life that, that like in certain circumstances allow for abortion. Like in the, in the extreme circumstances, there's such thing as the doctrine of double effect and what have you, where if in order to save the woman's life, the, the fetus dies by secondary effect yeah but that's not really an abortion though no it's not like i guess i guess you could get technical about it but but the fetus would die there would be the life of the fetus because like, as a result yeah, of a medical ben, intervention ben shapiro so, talks about that um because um, he supports being able to treat mothers however medically necessary right if it's necessary um but you know the way he explains it though is like it's that the fetus is dying as a result of the chemical tra- or the, sorry the medical treatment yes. maybe something like well, that's what it's, yeah chemotherapy i'm having trouble uh, you know I'm thinking sure that of that other would ones not but be good for the child yes probably not um but that is different than like oh let's just have an abortion because i, I have a cold and actually when it comes mm-hmm. to the new york law right. um you know a lot of people who are on the pro life side of things or even those who aren't but just don't want like abortions up until nine months Mm. um the reason why so many people were freaking out is that the the bill technically um says like yeah you know there are restrictions unless it's uh something to do with a woman's health but they define health in such an ambiguous way where it could have like emotional health um Mm. you know maybe financial health because it traditionally it's been phrased in life of the mother but now it's no longer life of the mother it's like Health of the mother. Yes. Yeah. Well-being of the mother. Well-being of the mother. And I've actually, I've seen um, abortion advocates even talk about how being pregnant is just dangerous in and of itself because there are, there (laughs) are, there are fatalities that happen when women give birth. So it could be seen as, you know, but walking outside when there's a, when, you know, you could be struck by lightning. You could, you could die in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's their logic. I will say if I I watched some, some like gif image of like what happens to a woman's body during pregnancy. And I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that. Like their organs are being pushed all over the place. I am worried of things like stretch marks. I've heard that your bladder kind of goes crazy and you never get the, uh, the endurance back, um, you know, fingers swell up and also don't go back. I don't Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an experienced pregnancy. I'm very excited for it, but I mean, it's still, that's kind of, it is a, a big decision. I think people who are pro-life aren't trying to minimize the seriousness of pregnancy and especially the, the way it's going to affect your life after mm-hmm. if you are a parent. Um, but that's kind of like why you maybe should be a little bit more careful when you're having things like sex. Um, but yeah, I mean, being pregnant in and of itself is not like a, a sickness that needs to be cured. Right. Well, let's hop to the next question real fast. Yeah, sure. Um, um, da, da, da. um, sorry, I'm having trouble like following along. There's a lot going on on the screen right now. Um, Kath Cat asks, do you have any favorite liberal YouTubers? I'm liberal and you're one of my favorite conservative YouTubers. Oh, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate that when people are liberal or even like, yeah. whatever libertarian whatever i'm not but they still like to listen to me i it's very open-minded that. definitely yeah. and i think we need more of that frankly yeah. um so someone who i've been watching a lot is tim pool and actually we've met tim pool before yeah he, a he's a cool guy he's a good dude yeah um and did very well recently too on uh, joe rogan with, with the twitter stuff terrific job tim yeah you did a good job i i watched that and um 
uh, there was a meme that I think I think Tim actually tweeted out. It was like a Joe Rogan and Jack Dorsey as like Pokemon Masters, and they're throwing their balls, and in, in one is like <laughs> Tim Pool, and then the other is That's the. I forget what the woman's well, name ben, was. Well, Ben Ben called. I I just watched a, a thing where Ben called Tim his, uh, Joe Rogan's sidekick, and uh, I don't know if Tim would be very flattered by that. But, I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, no, Tim can hold his own. He's not yeah. he's not sidekick he's, he's, material, yeah, right? Um, but yeah, Tim Pool's really cool, and I know some people would call him. He he gets called like a conservative and a Nazi on Twitter, which is ridiculous. Because if you watch his, his views, then no, because yeah. if you watch his content, he he's constantly saying things like he believes in having like you know robust social safety net and things like that. He wants he's everyone a to bro, have, isn't he? yeah, he well, he a, he is. Yeah. So I mean, he's against identity politics, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make you right wing. I hope not. Really. Yeah, I really hope not. I mean, yeah. it's kind of good for the right if that's true, because then you're just going to be pushing. Like, right, that's what I mean. It, like, a lot it should, of people towards the us. left should allow for people that don't allow that don't like identity politics. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, one last did, one, then we'll move on. Okay, this this is in the chat actually, and I, I just saw it, and I I want to talk about it because this is pertinent and it's something that comes up a lot. Number Johnny Five says, "Hey Lauren, why is it that all these advocates of traditional values, Lauren Southern, Faith Gully, etc., don't have kids?" Um, mm. Lauren Southern's younger than I am. She's like. I think she's like 23 right now. Maybe yeah. 24 max. Um, I don't I think she's younger though. Yeah, yeah she's like she's really young and that's the thing. I don't think Lauren Southern has ever said, "Hey, if you're not married, go and have kids." Yeah. She did a video on that actually. She she yeah, literally she addressed did. this in a video. Yeah. Um And yeah, I don't think that I mean, I'm not going to speak for it anyway. But, yeah, but I definitely don't think that you know, we should be making judgments about people's lives in that way. I think that it's good to promote these things, whether or not you're doing them necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think families are for everyone. First of all, I'll say that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, we've made a video about this and I actually mm-hmm. said like, if you're the type of person who doesn't want kids, don't have kids, you're going to be a bad parent. Like that's just, yeah, but that's if you honestly don't want kids and it's not like that's, it's not like a, a position that you've just adopted because that's a very common stance nowadays. Yeah. Like I don't want kids because whatever but it's like no if you if you definitely like you don't want kids you hate kids don't 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 have them um but like but within that i mean i've gotten this comment too and it's the same thing i've never like i i think people should have families building blocks of society um but i'm not going to tell someone who's liam's smiling a little bit right now because before the show started there was a windows update on our laptop that's hooked up and he was like should I update this? And I was like, no, no, it's fine. He's like, and it she might. She insisted, in fact. It might, it might need to be updated during the stream. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. It's asking now. But, but anyway, I, I've never said to someone who is, you know, young, not in a stable relationship, not financially able, you know what you need to do? You need to have a lot of kids. And actually, that's what yeah. I, I would advise against because then yep. that leads to things like single motherhood, um, which increases rates of child poverty and juvenile mm-hmm. delinquency, things like that. Um, I don't know much about like Faith Goldie, but it, like, at the same, like all these people are, are young and I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's fair to say they're not living their values. There are definitely some when... who are too that you're like, I mean, I know that Brittany Pettibone, for example, is getting married now. She mm-hmm. doesn't have kids yet, but she is getting Faith married. Faith Goldie is married. She just Faith... recently got married. Right. Congratulations on that. And, um, uh, there was another one too. Oh, Blonde in the Belly of the Beast. Right? Yeah. I mean, Blonde um, recently got yeah. married. So yeah. And it like, I think it's a little early to be saying that certain people aren't living the values they preach when... Like every everyone's in their mm-hmm. in their twenties right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. And, and even in that, I think it's what at least uh, I think is concerning is that it's not just that individuals aren't having kids. Like I've never looked at an individual and thought like, oh, shocking, you specifically don't have kids. But I think it's like the societal trend. It's yeah, like if definitely. if if someone didn't go to college, I wouldn't think anything of it. Like, okay, great, 
But if as we as a society stopped telling everyone to go to college and no one was going to college anymore and we stopped having things like doctors and lawyers, then that becomes a problem. Then we need to talk about that on a societal mm. level. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, all right, so... We've got to move on to the next question there, yep. Tucker Carlson. Yes. Um, I'm a huge Tucker Carlson fan. I've talked about him quite a bit on social media. I love his show. You um, saw him at Politicon. Yeah, saw him at Politicon. He did a he great was, job. That was, was a really good and not really divisive panel, too. There was some no. division in, in, in Politicon, but... Tucker's that, was that great. That was a great panel with him and uh, Chank. Yeah, which, which was is surprised that you would which never is heard. funny because I've watched Chank um, talk about Tucker on the Young Turks, his show, and they pretty much call him a white supremacist. Like they actually yeah. did a, a whole segment talking yeah. about how he's had uh, Mark Stein on, who he's a white supremacist, and then like Tucker Carlson also therefore is a mm -hmm. white supremacist, and you know um, they've gone after him for going uh, for talking about immigration the way that he does, but surprisingly, Chank in that context with him actually on stage but yeah i was surprised at how reasonable he was doing and like kudos to him because mm -hmm. that was so much more productive than i thought it was going to oh, yeah. be that was an interesting conversation definitely it was really good if you guys haven't mm -hmm. seen it i'd recommend yeah checking it out but much like chenk um people have drudged up a history in tucker carlson and yes. he has said some questionable comments so here we're going to play the audio from our video feed um editor <laughs> and <clears throat> Take a listen to about uh, 30 seconds of audio here. Iraq is a crappy place filled with a bunch of, you know, yeah. semi-literate primitive monkeys. The Congressional Black Caucus exists to blame the white man for everything. <laughs> and I'm happy to say that in public because it's true. Everybody what? knows it's true. You know, white men have, you know, they've contributed some, I would say. Like creating civilization and stuff, I think they've done a pretty, I don't know, whatever. By the way, women hate you when they do you wrong and you put up with it. Yes. Exactly. Women because they hate weakness. They're yes. like dogs that way. Yep. They can yeah. smell she, it on you and, and they have contempt it. for it. They'll she, bite you. I mean, we, I love women, but they're extremely primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. Okay. So am I the only one who, okay, so obviously there's more that was said about yeah. that. We've, we've cut up the videos. There's two different ones, at least that I'm, a, I'm aware of one of them kind of focusing on women and mm -hmm. him being a sexist. Another one focusing on him being racist. Yeah, That was not one whole statement. That was a series of, of yeah. So we've, we've kind of put them together. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot more things that he said that people are talking about. Let me, let me, let me give one quote. How about yeah, that? sure. Okay. So here's, here's another one that there was about, there was three big ones that were brought up. This was the third one. You heard two of them there. The third one was about um, a beauty pageant um, actress, model, model, beauty pageant person. I had never heard of this person. Pageantress? Anyways, her name Pageantress, is... Pageantress, yes. Yes, I know. Um, That's good. Her name is... Um, where is that? It was uh, Caitlin Upton. Not to be confused with Kate Upton, by the way. Different people. Yeah, Both so we're not models. talking about the... Uh, yes. Yeah. So this is... I'll quote Tucker right now. She's so dumb. She's like, she's vulnerable. She's like a wounded gazelle separated from the herd. And then to respond to that, the radio show host says, well, she was 17. Couldn't that be a problem if Mario, someone that Tucker was alleging might have had uh, relations with that woman, um, if Mario effed it? And Tucker said, no, no, are you kidding? He's like James Brown. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Then he said, Is James Brown, like, I, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know. No, me neither. Um, the normal laws for that kind of thing don't apply to him. He gets a pass. And to that last point, I think that he was being facetious. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. So like, that's the thing. A lot of the stuff he said 
the like when when I saw his name trending and everyone's freaking out, racist, sexist, beaming. I was like, oh, oh what's yeah. what's it gonna be? And then I actually went and watched the thing, and I was like, I mean, it's not good i would definitely not word things in that way i would not say those things but i mean a lot of the i mean some of the stuff like he he said things about like the the black caucus that exists to kind of like the blame put guilt on on the white men i think a lot of um people who are politically active in activist spheres actually do think that and he even said that like he'll say Mm -hmm. that in public that's not controversial everyone knows it right I mean, to me, the, what you have to look at in this is context, and I think a lot of it was on the same show, which was... Yeah, it's um, like a shock jock kind of... Bubba the Love Sponge, I believe it's called. Bubba yeah. the Love Sponge show. And that was like, yeah, it was it was a very kind of shock and awe type uh, show. All these quotes are basically from a decade ago, roughly, between 2008 and 2011, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So this is another case But that's case impossible of, because it's, it's, the tw- it's 2010 right now, so mm. I don't have to age, so it doesn't oh, make sense yeah, that yeah. it... We can only Does wish. It, but then you're back in Obama presidency, Lauren. Yeah, that is true. Tough, tough call. Um, But yeah, so people are freaking out about this. Um, And it's funny because I've seen so many different organizations and individuals say, oh, no, we have to boycott Tucker, Tucker Carlson now. Pretty sure the people that are, I mean, mm. I saw the Women's March tweeting about this. I'm pretty sure they weren't huge Tucker Carlson fans. They weren't really like tuning yeah. in. Every the night. Fox viewership's going to drop massively without that woman's march behind them. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, he is an alpha beast. Uh, he did a, an entire response segment on his show. He is an alpha. I, I love him. He did an entire response segment on his show, pretty much saying that, no, he's not apologizing, which, I mean, okay, here's the thing. If you do something wrong, I do think you should apologize. Mm. I've made mistakes before even even like something like information you you get wrong or something screws up and it, whatever there's nothing wrong yeah. with apologizing actually i think people really do like it um if you've done something wrong that you own up to it and you know there's yeah. nothing wrong with that actually, it's it's a good thing but apologizing for something you're not sorry for or that people are taking out of context whatever then no that's not a virtue mm-hmm. that's trying to placate people yep. who are being vindictive and that's pretty much what tucker carlson said he he refused yeah. to say sorry you're giving the mob power over you if you do those things. And we've seen it time and time again. You've seen it with, um, in the case of, what's the, the lady's name? Who Megan was Kelly. Megan Kelly. Yeah. And you had it in the in the president of the Evergreen School where mm-hmm. he, you know, he started, he was doing his hand gestures. He was just talking and then they were like, your hand gestures are offensive. And then, you know. Yeah, and then they totally were laughing. They just started yeah. laughing at him. Like, like it was, yeah. you, you can't. So I understand what Tucker is saying where you can't. You can't give the mob power over you. That right. That is definitely a truism. Yeah. But I also, like some of the things he did say, I was like, uh, maybe that's not cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, yeah. and I try to understand the context of, it was one of those shows um, where it, it was over the top, but I, I still think that some of it was a little bit distasteful. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to hear him talk about that. But well, I mean, and I guess, you know, from his pers- his perspective, the other part of this is that this happened in some cases, like over a decade ago. Yes. And we could all grow as people. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I was doing a decade ago? I was like, I was 14. I'm pretty sure I had pink streaks in my hair at that point in time. Mm. I thought I was like so cool, skinny jeans. I was listening to like emo punk. So we, we change. We all change. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as, oh, I was young then. But, he, you know, he was an adult 10 years ago. But just yes. like so yeah. much happens in, in 10 years. Should you even need to apologize well, for something? You're permanently accountable for the things that are on the internet of you. Exactly, you know? especially in Hebrew. We've brought... had this discussion so many times now, but it, it is it is very important discussion to, to kind of come yeah. to a conclusion And he, he brought this up himself, is that he's 
he's on television or, you know, in this case, maybe mm. radio so many hours a week. Like yes. he has said so many things. And when people are in that kind of position, you're going to, you're bound to say something. And yes. I, I've mentioned it well, before when it comes to stuff like this, I always take the, the stance of, you know, err on the side of forgiveness, understanding, blah, blah, blah. Because I, in a lot of ways, feel like it's only a matter of time until I say something <laughs> live. And I'm hoping I feel that the same that, way already. that goodwill me. is like going to like carry yeah. over. But I mean, I think that one of the things that he did say, and, and I do agree with to his credit, is he said um, in response, because he didn't apologize, but he did say in response to this that, listen, if you want to know what I think about, I'm on our, I'm, I'm on um, Fox every weekday night for one hour live. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. So there's just, there's so much you could go to now with Tucker yeah, and, and that, that it doesn't have these kinds of ideas. That's the thing. Right. So I think that he's saying that demonstrably he's grown. There hasn't been any of that stuff in the recent history. And what, what was in the past is in the past. And there's far more egregious things that could have been done anyways. Yeah. And I think what he's saying is true. Like I get, you know, I'll tweet something out or whatever and people will take it the wrong way. And you, you know, they're not doing things charitably. A lot of the, the yes. times when people pounce on you, they're waiting for you to slip up and say something that could be misconstrued. And they'll accuse me of things like, oh, you're a racist, you're a sexist, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I have over like, what, 100 videos on YouTube for free. It's like, okay, mm. I understand you don't want to go behind a paywall to see my stuff. But it's like, I have all these, like, if you really yeah. cared about my views, you really wanted to know what I, what I thought, you would actually watch what I'm saying. You'd actually go through my tweets and read them beyond a cursory glance over something you can make a hot take into. But they don't actually no. care. It's like, and that's what he was saying. They, these people aren't actually outraged. I mean, the, the way that so many, unfortunately, people on the left talk about people, women like Melania and Ivanka, just the most awful things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that what Tucker Carlson said about those women was nice, but if making rude comments about a single woman makes you a sexist, then I'm pretty sure we have a lot more sexist in the world, specifically on the left side of things, than these people are talking about. But it's, it's selective outrage. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. Not that the, the comments were okay, but the, the response that it's garnered up, how angry people are, like that's not proportionate in my, mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I mean, at the same, you were also someone that when the James Gunn thing happened, yeah, you were, you were not defending James Gunn, but you were, you know. Yeah. Um, like, and I, I think that there's, there needs to be a line drawn when, it, okay, if someone says something, for example, in, in the case of James Gunn, he made jokes about pedophilia. For some weird, some weird jokes. Yeah, like, they're weird, but it's like, okay. bad jokes. But, are we yeah. saying he's a guy who made really bad jokes and he's inappropriate and taste, tasteless and he, he should be remorseful and he should apologize? Or are we saying that he's a literal pedophile? Uh, yeah. So that's the, that's the position mm -hmm. that I took. Mm -hmm. um, I do not believe James Gunn is a little... I, I don't think that yeah, there would it, be it, enough to he's, say that he is. Assuming he's not... No, definitely not. Yeah. Assuming he's not... Uh, if, if that's the standard of evidence in America, we're, we're in for some, some problems, right? Mm -hmm. But... Um, assuming he isn't a pedophile, which is the assumption that I think we all rightfully have to make, yeah. then that's not enough. Like him making bad jokes 10 years ago is not enough to get him fired from uh, directing, directing, producing, directing, yeah, directing, directing and writing, Guardians I of the think? Galaxy, right? So yeah. yeah. Anyhow, we are, we are past on the clock, so we will go to the last round of questions now. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and thank you to everyone who's participating yeah. in the live chat because it helps with the algorithm. Um, and if you want to see more of these videos, don't forget, you can always set notifications on. Mm -hmm. um, I recently learned that you can, there are different types of notifications. There's like occasional. Occasional notifications. 
and then every video and then never for when you want zuckerberg to tell you what to watch yes, yes. when when youtube decides i, I should see I something i just always use zuckerberg because it's funny yeah um so gw institute gwc institute there we go you guys know how bad i am at reading now um says hi lauren i've enjoyed your political commentary for several years now just wanted to thank you for your insights and courage may jesus bless you thank you so much um ramanzilla again thank you uh really really carrying the live chat here yeah. uh says i think the biggest issue with pro-life versus pro-choice is partially how the terms are even defined i don't know who in their right mind could be okay with abortions up until birth abortion is not birth control um that is true and i mean there are people now like we've seen that there are okay with abortion up until birth like that's not being hyperbolic i think it would right. be wrong to say that's the entirety of pro-choice people because it's not um I think what we're talking about is for or against abortion, but a lot of people who are pro-choice will say, no, I'm not for abortion. I'm against abortion, but I think yeah. it should be legal. Oh, it should be legal. Yeah. So that, like, I don't know if there's a politically neutral way we can phrase that. Yeah. And, and Legislative, it would be very difficult to legislate around. It would be. But uh, what's interesting is that, you yeah. know, they, they do um polls about this kind of thing where they right. ask people hey are you pro-life or pro-choice and you get a certain set of numbers but then they actually ask people about like specifics like okay abortions mm. up until when yeah um the majority of people like it's a super majority pretty much are against late-term abortions yes even a lot of people who would call themselves pro-choice like this guy says not okay with abortions up until birth so it's mm. definitely it's a more nuanced conversation than I think society likes to to admit a lot of time and activists on both sides of things feed into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of taken to talking about these abortion extremists as just being pro-abortion because I do I do want to separate them from people who are pro-choice and it's like yeah. the way that they're expressing their, like, it just, it's, it is pro-abortion. We don't want to straw man the, the pro-choice side into being pro-abortion. No, yeah. Because we want to have a legitimate discussion there. We don't, and that whole kind of, we don't want to force them into that position either by that being their only avenue, so. Right, yeah, I don't, um, I don't want people to think that either abortion is always okay or yeah. it's never okay, but I don't want it to never be okay, therefore I always have to be, like, that's absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. And even, like, these pro-life legislat legislators, um, they are kind of, they're discussing things at the week-by-week -week level in the mm -hmm. states, uh, and I think that's a much more productive conversation um it's better to ask someone okay abortions when first semester second semester how do you define it rather than just always okay or never okay right yeah that's that um so james degrith says pro-life people need to be more in favor of better sex ed too often they seem to only promote abstinence um this is really an interesting thing and i think the the whole the whole thing with sex ed has become so politicized now because we're talking about sex ed in school and I've actually talked about in one of the videos that I did about abortion yeah. that I think people are actually very, very bad at using contraception. A lot of the times if we look at the number of women who are getting abortions who claim they were on birth control or they just like weren't using it. I don't know if they, yeah. if they thought getting pregnant was less likely than it actually is. But I think there is a, a dearth of education and knowledge surrounding these these types of reproductive sciences um mm. but the, the the issue then is that even what, if you what do is sexual and what is education exactly right they're gonna exactly. we've seen the gender ponies you know we know we know what they're really trying to teach people in a lot of these things right in fact i i've, I've heard 
you've heard, I mean, we've all heard at this point many stories about what they teach to elementary school kids where they've, they've even been, I think in Canada, where they were inst- instructing people on how to um, have anal sex, for yeah. example. For, and for a 12-year-old kid, I mean, like, uh, all right, let's, let's slow yeah. down a bit. And let's like, slow that's, down. It's, it's really hard to try and think of, okay, what would be an acceptable policy to me? Because I think if you are an adult... Um, who has reproductive organs you should know how those reproductive organs work especially yes. since you are equipped to create new life and you need to be responsible for that and you know um i'm not catholic so i don't have a problem with married couples using birth control i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i think doctors who are prescribing these things they also probably need to do a better job as well um you know be like hey you really need to take these if it's something like birth control pills mm-hmm. it's like Maybe like maybe you think I'm like oh like oh maybe take them whatever like no you need to take these but yeah there needs to be more education but I I I don't think it's being paranoid to worry that you're gonna have a twelve year old in class learning about anal sex from their teachers which is just so far away so yeah I mean I wish there would be like a middle of the road option that would be popular I don't even know what it is I know people like uh, Matt Walsh have very strongly said that let's just get any any sex ed out out of school like let's just stick to uh biology math yep. history whatever and then parents should be the ones who are responsible for teaching that mm-hmm. I, I i don't have a clear-cut answer of like yes always never this age because i know when i was going through i was you know i was old enough it wasn't anything weird it was just the basics so i didn't mind it i don't know what they're doing in schools now though it's hard that's what she said and you can't cut it out because it's live. There we go. I specifically requested none of those, Lauren. What uh, the uh, heck? Multi dish. Um, so I think we're gonna end things there. And uh, if you want to, if you're watching this live and you want to ask us some more questions, then stay tuned on this stream uh, for the after party. We're gonna be doing a little bit of a Q and A with you guys. If you are watching this at a later time, then hey. 8 p.m. next Wednesday. Be sure to catch us live so we can take your questions. Uh, but I think that's it for now. Thank you guys so I, much for watching. Again, though, um, use code Roaming20. Lauren20. Lauren20. I sorry. am now Lauren yes. Chen. I have a name now. I'm no, well, I mean, I'm still Roaming Millennial, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the code is Lauren20. If you want to support the show and the videos, then you have until midnight to use that code, $20 off for the yeah, year. Yeah, which is a, it's a really good deal. And again, mm-hmm. it's not just for my, when you, when you, use that code you're not just getting my show you're getting Crowder's show um you're getting levin's show you're getting a ton a ton of content graham allen yeah yeah graham allen he's great um chad prather just launched a show um steve dace has a show there are so many shows now yeah. i think there's a, yeah there's there's a ton of content out there it's a yeah. really great way to phil robertson oh my gosh there's so yes. many yeah. um and yeah and just thank you guys for i guess sticking with us and if you like the show be sure to like share subscribe etc etc and aside from that um we will have two scripted videos coming out at you this week before our next live show yeah Uh, so thanks again for watching and remember stay tuned if you're watching us live for the after show